Hello and welcome to The Silver King's War. I'm Michael Sievers, the writer, producer, and creator of this podcast series about my father's Second World War as a B-26 bombardier. Today we continue in The Silver King's letters from Columbia Army Air Base in Columbia, South Carolina. It's early April, and our hero is quite focused on his coming birthday. He'll be 21 later in the month. Stanley writes to his parents on Monday, April 3, 1944. Dearest ones, it was grand hearing from you today. Receiving two letters sort of made up for the days I didn't hear. I would have written yesterday, but I wasn't up to it. It was a beautiful day here, and I took too much advantage of the sun. I took a sun bath about midday for a couple of hours and really got a terrific burn. I was too uncomfortable to even write. It's much better today, however. Another day, and I'll have a good tan. I was in the bomb trainer again this afternoon. Before long, I'll be able to do it with my eyes closed. Ground school this week has to do with bombing. Not at all interesting. I hope when I talk to you tonight, you will have some news about Leona. It would be swell if she could catch the streamliner on the 20th. There wouldn't be any wasted time there. I surely hope Lee will consent to come with her. He wouldn't have to be away so many days. I ordered my summer uniforms this afternoon. A Jewish tailor from town was at the club, and I figured it would be just as good a time as any. I ordered a blouse, two pair of pants, a shirt, and cap. All of it will be gabardine and should be very good-looking. It was comparatively cheaper than the winter stuff. All of it came to $87, which isn't bad. I set the delivery date for the 20th, so I would have it for the weekend that you'll be here. I only hope he doesn't fail me. I want to be all pretty for you. That's all for now. Thanks for sending the cookies. I'll let you know as soon as they arrive. I guess you know now where Jerome is going if he was sent to California. Keep well and keep writing. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you. Stan. The king's focus in early April is on his family, as he writes on Tuesday, April 4th, 1944. Dearest ones, it was grand talking to you last night and receiving your letter today. It didn't take any time at all for my call to go through. Of course, the operator said there would be the usual delay. I suppose Leona knows what she wants to do, but I can't see it her way. It's a terribly long trip on the train from Chicago, and I would be glad to go part of the way by car. As long as she will definitely be here, though, is all that counts. I'm so sorry to hear Richie is sick again. The poor kid has surely had a terrible winter, and all because of his tonsils, too. I surely hope he will be well enough for her to leave. I hate to think of being disappointed now that it's so close. I just wish Lee could come also. I was supposed to fly this morning, but there was an overcast and all the ships 
were grounded. The first of every week seems to bring bad weather. I spent a boring afternoon in school, and tonight I went to the movie. There was a big double feature. Did it stink? The cookies still haven't arrived. I'm awfully anxious, so I hope they'll be here tomorrow. Also, tomorrow is payday. I'll have more money than ever before in all my life. I want you to do me a favor. If my little brown radio is working, I wish you would bring it with you in the car. Don't go to any expense to have it fixed if it doesn't work. It's awfully quiet in the barracks, and a radio would help out a great deal. Thanks. Hoping to hear from you again tomorrow. Keep well, and my love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. The Silver King is in a buoyant mood as he writes on Friday, April 14, 1944. Dearest ones, it hardly seems I've been away from here at all. Everything is just as I left it, and I feel as though I had awakened from a wonderful dream. The time passed so swiftly it was like a dream. Needless to tell you how supremely happy I was to be home again. You were so sweet and grand to me all week. Every minute of my short stay was absolutely perfect. Only if Leona had been there, all would have been complete. I do want you to know that I appreciated all your kindnesses from the bottom of my heart, and here's hoping we'll be able to repeat it very soon. I had a good trip back without any trouble arriving only a few minutes late. I hopped in a cab and came right to the base, and so far I haven't seen any of the fellows. They will probably be coming in all hours of the night. It's as warm here as they're only cloudy. We rode above the clouds most of the way back. As I write this, I have the radio playing. It sounds swell and really helps to cheer up the place and thanks a million for having it fixed for me. There isn't any other news. I'll try writing every day, and you do the same. Tell Ida the meals were perfect. I enjoyed them immensely. And love to Ida. Keep well. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley is more than a year into his training for the war, and yet he remains homesick from time to time. As he writes to his family on Saturday, April 15, 1944. Dearest ones, last night at this time I was there with you. How I wish it was then instead of now. Received your two letters and box of cake sent before I left. The brownies are delicious. Thanks for sending them. Also found a letter from Leona and Aunt Sylvia. It wasn't a bad day for mail at all. I didn't have to get up this morning, which was a break. This afternoon, I flew with my crew on a local formation mission. It was very rough, and after three hours, I was ready to come down. It was the kind of mission that's strictly for the pilot's benefit. There were three ships to the formation, with the ships rotating the lead. I just rode along in the nose, 
keeping a check as to our position so we wouldn't get lost. And while I was on leave, my pilot had a couple of cross-country missions and had to use another navigator. The boys tell me he was kind of sore about it. Well, that isn't my worry, though now I suppose I'll be flying every time I go to the line. There is definitely something in the air. I don't know what, but things have begun to perk up a bit. Only time will tell. I know you're busy planning your trip next weekend. I still wish you were coming here, but I won't be selfish and not share you with the family. I surely hope I can be there also. Monday, I'll start working on it as tomorrow is an off day. You can't tell I might surprise you. Anyhow, have a marvelous time for me too. I'll say good night now and wish you pleasant dreams and good health. Write soon and keep well. Love to Ida. I love and miss you, Stan. The king is working hard as he writes to his family on Monday, April 17, 1944. Dearest ones, I hope you weren't too disappointed because of my not calling tonight. I had intended to, but I just couldn't make it. This afternoon I flew a long navigation mission and it really took everything out of me. We flew to Waycross, Montgomery and returned to Columbia, a distance of over 700 miles. We were up over four hours and my head is still spinning from navigating. By the grace of God, I managed to keep from getting lost. And right now I'm so dead tired, I'm having a tough time keeping my eyes open. Navigation seems to give me an awful beating. That's why I didn't call. I'll be in bed in just a few minutes now. Tomorrow we fly another local formation mission, and that won't be so tough on me, thank goodness. Forgive me for making this so short. I hope you're well and that you will write soon. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. The king, writing almost one week later, is jubilant as he shares a three-page letter to his family on Sunday, April 23, 1944. It's his 21st birthday. Dearest ones, well, today I am a man. After I wondered how it would feel being 21 now, I'm disappointed because I don't feel any difference, that is, other than being lonesome for you all. It would have been a swell weekend if you had come up. I was off last night and all day today. I guess it just doesn't pay to make plans anymore. Thanks a million for your wonderful gifts. It never fails that you always send exactly what I need. I have been looking all over town for a shaving stick like the one you sent me without any luck, and now I won't have to look anymore because you were so kind and thoughtful. You always know best, don't you? Thanks so very much. I've had a grand birthday, and it's a swell feeling to know so many people are thinking about you. I received a beautiful Parker 51 fountain pen from Blue Mame, 
a bulletproof prayer book from Aunt Lena, and a box of candy from Dodie, also one from Theo, $10 from Leona, and 10 more from Cece, and cards from Ida, Aunt Sylvia, and the Rutsteins. It has really been swell. My only regret is that we couldn't have spent the day together. This has been a busy week for me. They are just about flying the pants off of me. If the weather hadn't saved me a couple of times, I would have been a dead duck by now. I flew every day but Tuesday and would have been up every other night if it hadn't been bad weather. Wednesday and Thursday were local transitional missions, while Friday and Saturday I dropped some bombs. Between being a navigator and bombardier, I'm a pretty busy guy. Thursday night I was scheduled to fly across country, and last night I was scheduled to drop some more bombs, but it was canceled due to the rain. It wouldn't make me mad if it rained for 40 days and nights. They are working us too hard and fast. I think you had better start making plans to be here on the weekend of the 13th. According to my figures, I'll be off that Saturday night, so it will be the best time for you to come. Let me know what you think. I'm truly sorry the pictures didn't come out well. I guess we handsome ones never take good pictures. Be sure to send me one when they are finished. It was good talking to you all the other night. I know you must have had lots of fun together, and I'm anxious to hear all about the wedding. Write as soon as you can. I hope you're well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. Stanley writes a letter to his father on the day after his birthday, which is Monday, April 24th, 1944. Dearest Dad, it was swell talking to you tonight. I kind of thought Mother and Leona would be there also. I know you must be lonesome with the house empty. I'm glad I was able to get through without much delay. I was scheduled to fly a cross-country mission to Gadsden tonight, but due to the weather, it was canceled. In fact, for a change, I had a very easy day due to the rain. I'm through with ground school now that I've entered the second phase of training. It's the first time since being in the Army that I'm not going to school. And now all of my time is being filled with flying. I only had two hours of the bomb trainer and calisthenics today. Too bad every day couldn't be that easy. Tomorrow morning I'm free so I can sleep until 11 o'clock, and when I do fly, I'll need this time to recuperate. I received two beautiful handkerchiefs from Mildred Pines. Please have Mother send me her address. Keep well, and please write sometime. All my love to Mother and Ida. Lots of love, Stan. Stanley writes to his family on Wednesday, April 26, 1944, with a bit of good time envy. Dearest ones, received your sweet letters written in New Orleans. It certainly sounds like you had a swell time. I know you were kept busy, 
and I appreciate you taking time to write. I think it's swell that Jackie got such a nice fellow. If you approve, he must be strictly okay. From your description and the write-up, I gather it was a very nice affair, but I'm wondering if the Lipsies upheld their tradition and who it was this time. You must be sure to write me all the details after you are settled once again. The weather is still bad here, continuous rain. Once again, my cross-country mission was canceled, and this makes it the fourth time. The past three days have been very easy for me. Without school and no flying, I've nothing to do other than spending a couple of hours on the bomb trainer. I'm getting plenty of rest and sleep, so it doesn't make me mad at all. I just wish it would rain for 40 days and 40 nights. There is no other news. I hope you're well and not too lonesome. Write soon and love to Ida. I love you and miss you, Stan. The Silver King writes to his family on Friday, April 28, 1944. Dearest ones, Received your sweet letter. Thanks for writing while being so tired. You had better take it easy for a while now and recuperate. I am so glad you enjoyed it. I am so happy that you've decided to be here the 13th. The time certainly can't go by too quickly for me. I'm hoping nothing will happen again to prevent us from being together. Of course, it's much too far in advance to know if I will have to fly Friday night. The chances are 50-50, I might. It all depends on whether I am scheduled for it, and I won't know that until Friday afternoon. However, it is definite that I will be off Saturday night, so make your plans accordingly. If you want to gamble on it, then be here the 12th. I can't talk my way out of anything anymore. As for reservations, you had better make them yourselves. From my previous experience, I wouldn't attempt it again. I would suggest that you wire the clerk at the Wade Hampton. A wire always makes a better impression. In the event he can't do anything for you, write Ike Epstein to try his luck at the Columbia. I'm sure you will get one of those. You didn't mention anything about Leona making the trip also. I surely hope she will be able to make it. I'm so sorry that Richie was sick again. It would happen when she was away. The poor kid has had a terrible time of it. I'm hoping she will have his tonsils out in time to make the trip. Please write me what she plans to do. This has been a very easy week for me, what with the weather and all. I didn't fly again this morning, so my pilot went up for a check ride and didn't need me. However, tonight it looks like I'll finally fly that cross-country to Gadsden. It's beautiful out today, clear and just a little cool. It should be good flying weather tonight. I'm glad to get to sleep in the morning, as it will be late when I get back. That is, if I don't get myself lost. It could be I might end up in Birmingham. I know you hated to see Leona and Rose leave. Hope you aren't too lonesome. And write me soon. Keep well. Love to Ida. I love you and miss you. Stan. This is the end of 
the Silver King's Letters from Columbia, South Carolina, Part 6. And you are listening to The Silver King's War. 